Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend yeah. of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> I'll say for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And we're back with part two of Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Uh, we just met Jean Girard. Uh, we saw his profile about his horses being gay. His uh, his husband Gregory. We failed to mention that. Yes, he's a he's a world class trainer Gregory. of German shepherds. He got the German shepherds to do a pyramid, five of them. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> so we are now at Lowe's Motor Speedway for the next race. Uh, now, actually, no, pardon me, not the next race. We're practicing. Uh, we see Jean Girard practicing, and he is breaking Ricky Bobby's track record in the process. Uh, <laughs> I don't fucking sitting on the pole. It's just sitting on the pole is just a reference to his place in the standings and has nothing to do with his sexual orientation. I love how every time that guy says anything, he says boogity 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 first. Yeah, it's like no. it doesn't matter oh, what that's he's saying. Darryl Wilchip, he says yeah, it all the time. Yeah, he does. That's he says, he says it every time. Life. But I mean, boogity, he's boogity, like boogity boogity boogity. He's sitting on the pole. Yeah. Like <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter so, what he says. It's not like it's, it's yep. for any reasons. Just to say it. It's just what he says, man. Yeah. Uh, so Ricky, Ricky's in his cast. He's incensed by the fact that he lost his track record to Girard. He decides right then and there that he's going to race. Uh, he tells the team to get his his car off the truck. He's going to do it. Broken arm, be damned. Is this where he like takes the saw and saws his cast off? Yeah, it's right after this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we got a quick clip because again, I mentioned it earlier that I'm too drunk to do this podcast. Well, this is one of our favorite clips, and it's always talked about in the house. So roll this clip. It's a quick one. What's going on? Soon you will know what it is like to be defeated by the hands of somebody who is truly better than you. As William Blake wrote, the cutworm forgives the plow. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, 
I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. He said, go to Jewish. I got a message for all of them, right? Shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> Shake and bake. But it's just, I'm, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. That gets quoted all the time. So, uh, so yeah, so that that whole scene continues with the with Cal repeating the shake and bake. <laughs> he says it at one point, and Ricky just goes, that just happened. <laughs> and like, Gerard has no fucking clues to what's going on. Um, and then we, at this point, as Joe mentioned, we see we see Ricky cutting off his cast in preparation for the race. He's just going ah yeah. ah, and he's like cutting <laughs> into his skin, like he's not exactly. Even like... <laughs> that fucking blade is deep. Yeah, okay. He's got big old fucking cutting. teeth on it too. It's like one of those old school <clears throat> souls. Yeah. So, uh, so now it's race day. Uh, Ricky starts at the back of the pack because he didn't really qualify, uh, but he, you know, he's slowly working his way up through the pack. Uh, <laughs> it's another fucking Molly Shannon scene stealer. Oh, like yeah. she's, we see Dennett's wife describing how the vibrations of the cars <laughs> run up my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Shannon is a fucking treasure. Yes, I saw her at a coffee shop in Greenwich Village once. Like we were oh, walking dude. by, I was with a friend of mine. We were walking by, and she's in the coffee shop just having coffee with a friend. And I was just, I just pointed at her. And she just pointed back at me and I just kept walking. And that was the whole interaction it was the best fucking interaction ever. Just, I just watching. It's still in my head. Just her pointing at me. <laughs> I just oh. keep walking. It was the best fucking thing ever. What was I just she, watching that she's in? Uh, and she, he's like, her hair is like half her hair is fucked up and missing. And uh, you're right. I remember seeing her in something recently. It's pretty, yeah, it's like brand new too. Yeah, you're right. It is, and I can't remember what it is. I can't remember. Maybe this is a trailer for something new. Yeah, but I remember seeing her. I was like, "Oh shit!" And then, like, she looked like totally like, like on purpose, fucked up. Yes. Yeah. I can't remember it though. It'll come to me. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh. Yeah. So we see Ricky on the track, and because he never says no to a sponsor, he's now got a giant Fig Newton sticker oh. across his fucking windshield. You know, and it's like his comment as well. This sticker is extremely dangerous, but man, do I love Fig Newtons. <laughs> and he's fucking driving with it. So Ricky is now snake his way through the pack. He's right behind Gerard, and he's preparing to use a slingshot move on Cal, but Cal's engine blows, so he's on his own. Uh, Lucius tells him to back off, but Ricky's not having it. Uh, he tries to pass Gerard, uh, but you know, in that attempt, it causes a very bad wreck. Uh, Gerard escapes uh, the wreck, if you watch the if you watch the movie, there's a scene where you see Gerard flip Gerard's car flipping too, but obviously it doesn't happen because he escapes the wreck. And Ricky's car is totaled, and we've got this clip. Oh no 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 no! Oh, it's all right. You're safe. You're safe. We got you. Oh, fire. I'm a fire. Okay. Oh, it's all right. You're not on fire. I knew it. You're lying. I'm fire. There is no fire. Come back here. But something looks wrong. I mean, he's running around like like he's on fire. Oh, my God, help me. I don't want to die. Oh, stop, stop and roll. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. I'm on fire. <laughs> You're not on fire. But I'm not even sure he even knows where he's at right now. This makes us all realize the kind of pressure these drivers are under. Mr. Bobby, come on down here. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jewish God. Help me, Allah! <laughs> ah! 
Help me, Tom Cruise! But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? Tom Cruise using witchcraft on me to get the fire off me! <laughs> Look, your help's coming. Wait a it's, minute. It's Cal Norton. <laughs> I got Please don't let the invisible fire burn, my friend! <laughs> it's so great that he calls out Tom Cruise because the days of thunder, but he calls out Tom Cruise because of the Scientology thing. There's <laughs> another god. The put the fire out. It's fucking great. It, it's it's one of those movies where the dialogue feels improv yes. a lot of the time because yes. those guys are fucking just sharp and always you know oh they're riffing like crazy absolutely yeah. you're right you're right and, and I, I guarantee I mean I don't know for sure but the Tom Cruise thing had to just be like you know yeah. something something he pulled out of the fucking ether you know absolutely like, yeah absolutely uh, it's so great so we're now in the hospital uh, the doc. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. This is hysterical. <laughs> the doctor explains to 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 Carly that that Ricky is suffering from catatonic shock and he can't deal with the trauma yeah. of the accident. And she's fucking talking about, all right, that's it. I know I love him, but I got to pull the plug. Yes. <laughs> the doctor's like, he's not fucking. He's not gonna call me sleeping. I never heard him make noises like that. He's yawning. Yeah, that's why yawn. He's ready to just collect the goddamn insurance payment. It's so fucking great. And this is this is the point where fucking Cal he admits to doing a spread and playgirl, and he went by the name my Contra. I want to do I want to do a I want to do, do a fucking Patreon name of my Contra. I want to contribute a dollar a month. It's my Contra. I keep wanting to do it just to make you say more last names. I just. I've been thinking about this since I heard it. Like, I can sh- just so I can save my contract. <laughs> <else. laughs> it's, it's fucking cracked me up since I watched it three weeks ago and decided to do the movie. I'm like, yes, my concho. It's so fucking great. <laughs> and then, this is Wait, my, my butt cheeks apart and everything. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Though I'm not, I'm not sorry. <laughs> And this is my, I don't know, I don't know if it's my favorite or my second favorite movie that references, hey, God, it's me, Margaret, because you got that and you got fucking Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> With Deadpool, and the first Deadpool, when he's covered in yep. blood, and he goes, hey, God, God it's, it's me, Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> I fucking died. <laughs> and, then, and then I forgot about this movie, and Cal, I mean, Lucius is reading, hey, God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And actually, there was a version of, hey, God, it's me, Margaret, coming out in theaters. <laughs> it's coming out soon. I'm sorry, folks. That's what this movie does to me. So anyway, yeah, Lucius is reading, hey, God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> like, for those not in the know, it's a book about a teenage girl who's having her first period. <laughs> That's the gist of the fucking book. Mm. Oh God! And then we get to the point where Cal, he thinks that Ricky is a garner, so he tries to smother him with a pillow. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's shadow time, buddy. And he goes, oh, you got some fighting yet? <laughs> and then one thing you don't notice, but you got to look, the fucking heart rate monitor. It reads sixty nine the entire time. <laughs> I <didn't> see that. <laughs> go up when he's trying to get smothered or anything it's just a 69 like this is like the stupidest genius 
ever. It's pretty good. It's like, how dumb is that? 69. It's so fucking dumb. We don't laugh at it anymore, but I laughed my fucking ass off watching that shit. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh, so we get to the scene where Cal and Lucius are with the doctor and they're watching Ricky play wheelchair basketball. And then the doctor explains that this paralysis is completely psychosomatic. And boy, I typed that and I had to look up the spelling of it because I didn't spell psychosomatic right. All right, let me let me try to guess here. Um, well, P S Y C H O S E M A T I C. Oh, dude, so close. S O M. Because that's exactly how I spelled it. I spelled it S E M just like you did. Would well, a psychosomatic like be Mel Gibson? Psychosomatic, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, psych- love Cal's, I love Cal's line. He, the doctor mentions psychosomatic and Cal goes, you mean he can lot, he can start fires with his thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, Mel, M- Mel Gibson, Gibson is, is a, a psycho anti-somatic. Psycho-anti-somatic. <laughs> anti-somatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. <laughs> I know, exactly. Oh, it's so great. Lucius looks at him and he goes, what? You never read a comic book? That's how they say get superpowers. <laughs> like, fucking a. All right. And this line is the line that's uttered most often in our house. And we're going to roll the clip. It's three minutes long, but I don't give a fuck. Everyone's real friendly. I mean, it doesn't hurt being Ricky Bobby. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so how's the physical therapy going? Oh, I gave that up. Yeah, I gave that up after... Maybe the first day, within the first hour, <laughs> I gave that up. I'm through lying to myself, you know. It's time to be mature about this and just face facts. I bought myself a $100,000 uh, handicap accessible van with the captain's chairs and the DVD plasma screens in the back for the You kids. all paid up on that? Oh, yeah. That's all paid in full. <laughs> it's parked out there. And then the next thing I got to do is I just got to have a sit down with Carly and just let her know that... Uh, okay for her to seek the comfort of other men because you know she's she's got to run wild you can't keep something like that back hold on man hold i'm gonna tell him uh, no. no i don't care what the doctor said we got to tell him now ricky the doctor told us that we should let you work it out in your own sweet time but ricky you can walk what'd you just say <laughs> he's telling you the truth man it's all in your head you sick sons of bitches. I mean, you walk in that door on your two legs all fat and cocky and looking at me in my chair and you tell me it's all in my head? I hope that both of you have sons, handsome, beautiful, articulate sons who are talented and star athletes and, and they have their legs taken away. I mean, I pray you know that pain and that hurt. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on us. You are not paralyzed. I am so paralyzed. No, no, no. Rough on him now. No, he needs to know. Okay. He's always crying. Tough love it is, tough love. Wake (laughs) up, idiot. You want to know what I am? You want to see what my life is? Don't don't do it. You want to see what's going on here? Don't you stick that knife in your leg. Right there. 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 Right there.
That is the line, dude. That's the fucking line. That gets said. Just whenever anybody comes at somebody else, (laughs) don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Oh, God. And he's going to use the proud, the other one. Cut around the meat. (laughs) It's like a deer, he said. It's like a deer, exactly. I already went out and got me a conversion van. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Captain's chairs. Is that paid off in full? Yeah, it's right out there. Oh, it's so fucking good. So, uh, so obviously Ricky can walk now, so that's great news, right? So they're out in the they're out on the hospital grounds and they're you know walking around and Ricky's walking it off, and he talks about making his comeback and uh, the boys let him know, you know, and Cal just says flat out, Frenchie can drive, and uh, you know, we see can some, drive. yeah, we see some fans with the Gerard shirts on and yeah, into a quick right. We get into a quick montage of Gerard's success on the track. Uh, great French version of Paint It Black. It's yeah, so fucking good. it's really good. good. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned it. This soundtrack is fucking killer. hmm Right? This soundtrack with the just straight up goddamn rock music and then like songs like this, it is a killer soundtrack. I would recommend it for anybody. Load it up on fucking Spotify. It's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I'm going to pull that. Pull that. Pull that. I, I, I'm gonna pull that up and see what's see what's on it. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so Ricky's back. It's time for him to run some test laps to start his comeback. Um, it does not go well. Um, Ricky tops out at 26 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, he gets passed by the other cars. He's freaking out. Uh, and even he strips down to his underwear again. Um, you know, I love this. The other thing is, I'm going to windmill you. And he starts fucking spinning around in his underwear trying to hit the fucking crew members that are trying to help him. It's so great. Uh, Susan, you know, the PR person, she's very distraught. Uh, Dennett, he sees it as an opening and he pushes Cal towards uh, Carly towards Cal and vice versa. Um, (laughs) Here's another line. Fucking Cal just going, I got to go check on Kookabird. It's just so stupid, but I fucking, we use that one too. It's great. So uh, because of all this, Ricky gets fired, right? And he heads home, right? He finishes at the track. He gets fired. He heads home. And he's home to find Cal has already moved in. (laughs) (laughs) He walks in and Cal's like, well, hey, thanks for stopping by for a visit. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, what the fuck? That's what I loved about that scene is that it didn't even occur to him that it was a weird thing. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Cal was just like, we're going to be friends. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Call you the same. Nothing's changed. I'm just here and you're there now, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, Carly's going, yeah, the marriage has been over for a long time. It's been a sham. It's been a ghost of a marriage. Um, <laughs> Ricky goes, are you asking me for a divorce? And the, and the boys just go, yay, two Christmases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking great. And then, and then, of course, Cal lays it out. You never let me win, you know. So Cal's pissed off, and uh, he he describes his new nickname. This is the Magic Man. And, and now you see and, me. 
Now you don't. Now you don't. And, uh, you know, Ricky's like, that's a stupid name. And he goes, nah, I got to admit it, man. That's a great name. <laughs> Abracadabra. And then, yeah, Abracadabra Holmes. And then uh, Ricky even gets an invite to the wedding in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cal's best man. Because, <laughs> again, Cal just don't get it. He just don't no. fucking get it, you know? He thinks everything's fine. I, I remember because, like, I didn't realize when I downloaded this one that this was an extended version. Yeah, this I is. think the majority of the extension comes in just that joke being played over and over again. Oh, no, absolutely. The the whole extended version. So this is the uncut version. Yeah. All right. I, I, I did some research and 99% of the uncut version takes place awesome? in this half of the movie. Yeah. Like the first mm. half is almost untouched. It's this half that the scenes are added. And, uh, and well, they just started. don't trim the scenes. Like they're like, mm. they're like the full length scenes. I guess that's right. What and they, means. but they add it. They add a couple of scenes too that that, that I'll talk about. Means that, is they yep. don't cut it. Uncut, yeah, but, like how Mel Gibson prefers people. Nah, yes, exactly. Definitely, definitely. Bastard. So, um, so Ricky's got to leave. He's got the boys now. They've been kicked out of the house. Uh, so he heads to his mama's house. Um, she lets him in, of course. Yep. You know. She loves. She loves him. She loves her uh, grandkids. Uh, we see Ricky go to work for. You're gonna break us like wild stallions, aren't like you? Wild stallions, wild horses. Yep. Um, he goes to work for a Huglo's Pizza, but <laughs> almost immediately loses his license because first he backs in a shop, a woman in a shopping cart. Oh, it's so violent. That car goes flying. Right. And then he gets a fucking ticket from the cop, and he runs the cop over. So his license <laughs> is gone. Um, oh man, I gotta up- share you guys this video. Um, Sherry posted it on on uh, Facebook, but it's like this guy running from the cops, but it's like literally right here where I live on Harcher Road in Gainesville. Oh, and like he oh, goes through the, the outback, and I think I see my daughter's car in the parking lot. Oh, fu- <laughs> is he the guy? Was he the guy driving the fucking box, uh, truck. The box truck? Yeah, that's right here. That's oh, like, I saw that video. That's dude. literally right here by my house. <laughs> no, I saw it was in Gainesville. Wow. I forgot to ask yeah, you about it. That's this like, guy's in a fucking box truck. Where it starts with that Best Buy the is. The Best Buy where it first starts. That's yeah. the parking lot of my daughter's work where Outback is. Holy fuck. Yeah. I saw that. I said Gainesville. I got to ask Joe about that. Yeah. yeah, that guy, he did good. Oh, at the very end, you see him get hit by the cop car. Oh, no, he got finally got taken out, but he did really well. He well. jumps he out and he takes off while. running and he runs yes. right in and he goes, bam, right into right the cop right car. car. Man, he's down. Yeah, he's down. that's uh, yeah. 34th Street right there. That's, I mean, that's the road I live off of. I live off 34th Street. Holy shit, that's great. That's yeah. fucking great. This is a, it's a good pursuit. You got to look it up. Gainesville box truck. Uh, so he loses his license and now he's delivering pizza on a fucking uh, bicycle. And there's one of the scenes. This is a scene that's in this version of the movie. I didn't even talk about it, but oh, it's a scene bus. where he's delivering the pizza on the bus. I like this ta- scene. starts talking to this black dude and the dude just goes off on him. Cause like, you know, it's the uncut version. Cause the guy, he calls him yeah. a motherfucker yeah. and that's not in the theatrical version of this movie. But uh, I feel like yeah, this I- scene is, is very, um, do you sick dick for Coke? Yeah, exactly. He's like, I regret even talking to you about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it just it was it, it just didn't fit in the movie. I understand why they cut it in the theatrical yeah. version. So we now get to meet Reese Bobby again. So dad's back. So let's roll a clip. It's open. Ogolo's pizza, we are pizza. You are pizza. Yeah, we are pizza. I gotta say it. <coughs> I gotta say it. Yeah, I had to close the door. Come in. I got weed in here, cowboy. <laughs> he 
You got three pizzas that haven't been eaten just sitting over there. I know. I've been calling them all day trying to get you, but they keep sending me different delivery people. Trying to get me? Why? Because I'm your daddy, that's why. What'd you just say? I said I'm your daddy. I'm Reese Bobby. Me and your mama did it in a Rustler Steakhouse bathroom when I was 17. And then you showed up. <laughs> hey, son. Son. Son, did this go good? No! <laughs> Seems to me like it went pretty good. You're not my dad. You got a little heated, but... Stop talking to me! Hey, is that a huffy? That's, That's a, a nice-looking black boy. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, he, he's been blowing me off for 25 years, and now, now he wants to, to get to know me? I mean, how, how the hell did he even find me? I called him. Are you kidding me? Mama, why'd you go do that? Son, you need help. I know he's a son, bitch. He's scary. But you're a grown man. You're, you're delivering pizzas on a bike. How'd you even get hooked up with him in the first place? Yeah, you probably couldn't tell by looking at him now, but your daddy used to be a real charmer. And that night in the ladies' room in the Rustler's Steakhouse, <laughs> he chose me. In a ladies' room? Shut up in here. I'm trying to sleep. One of you turds is about to get smacked in the mouth. Hey, stop yelling at me, okay? I'm your dad. You're seven years old. Don't talk like that. Hey, hey there, Lucy. How you doing? Huh? Oh, hey there, Rick. Look, uh, son, I, uh... I know you don't want me to be here, but I saw what happened to you on the television. You saw the fear. I can help you with that, son. Really? What do you care about me or us? I mean, hell, you never even met your grandkids. What are you looking at, Popeye? You shut up, you <laughs> little pot liquor. I'll put you in a microwave. Now, you show me the DNA test, and then maybe I'll, uh, I'll say hello to these swamp rats. You people shut the hell up. I got a wife in an oxygen tent trying to sleep. You better shut up or I'll come over there and rip a hole in that tent. Yeah, shut up, Frank. Go shave your balls, you dusty old fart. Okay, I guess they are my grandkids. <laughs> I know you, son. I know you well. You're just like me. Talladega's coming up in a couple of weeks, and I know you want to win that thing. No, I don't. Listen, Ricky, I am, uh, I'm 55 years old, and all I got to my name is a car and a duffel bag full of underwear and sweet, stinky weed. How much you selling that weed for, old man? I know I screwed up raising you as a boy, but, but just let me help you as a man. Do it, Dad. Get your balls back. Go fast again. Fine. I'll do it. But I ain't calling you Daddy. Well, what are you going to call me? All right, Professor Dickweed. What's the plan? <laughs> And I got to say, but that's another line. All right, Professor Dickweed. What's the plan? <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. So we heard Reese explain to Ricky that he can't go fast because of the fear. He's seen the fear. Uh, now he needs to harness that fear. And ride with the fear. Exactly. So lesson one of that, uh, of harnessing the fear is <laughs> is learning to drive with a cougar in the car. An actual, not a, not, not a hot older lady, but yeah. an actual fucking cougar with claws and teeth. Um, obviously, yes, things get ugly fast. Sex uh, Jaguar. Yeah. 50% Ricky. of the time, it works 100% <laughs> of the time. Exactly. All right. I want to do that one, but since I did this one, someone else has got to do Anchorman. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, things get ugly fast. Ricky gets yeah, he gets mauled by the, the cougar. Uh, so rapid fire. We're back at the house, and we got another quick clip. Yeah, we do. Hey, Mama. Well, hey there, Ricky. How'd it go? Well, I was mauled by a cougar. <laughs> Learned nothing about driving. And my Crystal Gale shirt was ruined. But other than that, it went fine. <laughs> Where are the boys at? Well, I just dropped them off at Sunday school at my church about 10 minutes ago. Help me! Help me! Anarchy! There they are. What in tarnation? Anarchy! I don't even know what, know that, what that means, means but, but I love I don't it. like it. And that's another one when shit goes bad. That's a it's the beginning of a new age. All this movie needed was Sarah Silverman to have the main cast of of uh, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, so Granny Granny uh, Lucy's done with the kids. She can't have her grandbabies acting like that. So she's going to straighten them out. So we get a quick a quick scene where Cal calls Ricky. Oh, and he's acting like nothing's wrong. And Ricky's not amused, but he keeps slipping back into the friendship. It's I, like I he, think the house he's is pissed at Cal, but then he just falls right back into yep. it. You know, like Cal's asking about the fucking jacuzzi and shit. And like Rick, Ricky's helping him. Like Cal's at Ricky's house, but Ricky's just falling right back into it. But then he snaps out of it and he remembers. And he fucking gets back on Cal about the bullshit. So uh, we get to lesson two. And uh, uh, of losing the fear or embracing the fear. And uh, this involves Ricky driving blindfold so to feel the car and the road. Um, and this goes as well as to be expected. I mean, he, he drives down the road and he hits every car, every parked car on the road and ends up crashing into a car and taking out the living room. Boy, Jim's going to be passed. <laughs> you know, I tell it out of here. Don't put the, the, the thing back on. <laughs> yeah, 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 Ricky. Yeah, fucking Reese wants Ricky to back out of the house. And Ricky puts the blindfold back on. Um, so we now get a quick scene of, of Walker and Texas Ranger. They're picking up trash along the highway. And, and so, how long is this going to last, Granny? Well, how long are you going to keep throwing me the radio while I'm in the bathtub? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the, the, the boys still aren't quite broken yet. They're getting there, but they're not quite broken yet. Um, <laughs> Cal calls Ricky again, and he starts talking about the house being haunted. It's like 2.30 in the morning, wakes Ricky up. And again, Ricky Ricky's pissed, but then he falls right back into the friendship thing. And then he's pissed again, and he falls right back into the friendship thing. And so when they finally hang up, like Cal's sitting there, and he hears this voice go, get out. <laughs> so the house is fucking haunted. He's telling him to get out. Um, so, uh, Ricky wakes, I mean, Reese wakes Ricky up with some buckets of water and a question about how NASCAR got started. And he talks about the, the you know, the moonshiners, the, 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 the guys who ran yep. the, 
the booze during prohibition. They needed fast cars to get away from the cops, and they started racing. And then one and of my favorite that. lines, he hits him again. Why? Why'd you throw it? Well, I filled up three buckets. <laughs> I filled up three buckets. I know, it's so great. So then he he informs Ricky that he's taped a kilo of Colombian Bam Bam, some some uh, cocaine, under the car, and he called the cops. So uh, Ricky's only choice is to to evade capture is to take off. He's got to run from the cops. Uh, he heads out, and uh, you know the cops are chasing him during the pursuit. Uh, Ricky realizes he's going fast, going over 100 miles an hour, so he sheds the fear finally, and he's able to go fast again. Um, he evades the cops. He turns around. He goes the wrong way on the highway. He finds this little alcove. He drives down between some trees, um, and he gets away, uh, only to find out that the that the bag taped under the car was just some lucky charms. Um, his dad wasn't going to totally throw him under the bus, but yeah, they're magically in any delicious, case, right? The fear, the fear. He don't snort the lucky charms. His dad puts yeah. a note on the thing. <laughs> Great for going fast. Don't snort the lucky charms. Um, so Ricky, he, the fear is gone. He's embraced, he's embraced the fear and he's ready to go. So, uh, we see a you quick know, scene. Yeah. You said his dad didn't throw him in the bus, but I think his dad technically did because he hadn't broken any laws until his dad made him break the law. No, that's true. Yeah. He, he did go full tilt on that. There's no question. Yeah. Cause it. had he just known there was lucky charms, he wouldn't have drove that way, which of course he wouldn't have got back into it, but he also right. broke the laws because he thought he was going to break a law. That's very true. <laughs> very true. So, we see a quick scene of Ricky uh, tossing his Huglo's gear in the trash, and he gives his bike to a local kid. I mean, he give it to his kid, his own kids, but he gave it to a local kid. That's fine. Um, <laughs> we get a quick montage of the boys doing Tai Chi with Grandma. Uh, they're throwing away their fireworks. <laughs> no, Grandma, not my prison shank. <laughs> he, makes, he makes them throw the prison shank away. And I do have to, I didn't bring this up when it first happened, but um, I found out recently that the older kid, and now I don't know the actor's name, he passed away. Was oh, the only, this is only his, his only acting was in this movie, and he passed away recently. I, I don't know the circumstances, but yeah, he didn't have a good life, I guess. He passed hey. away. He was like 21 or something. Ah, that's not good. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad. Sorry to bring everybody down. Uh, so then we, we also see them singing in the church choir. So Granny's got them all straightened out. Uh, Ricky passes his driver's test and now he's ready to go. Um, so everybody's excited. Everybody's happy. Things are going really well. So the family heads out to Applebee's to celebrate. And we got another clip. Well, hey, Enjoy. Skillet. We'll be back to check on you in a minute. Nice. Good or grits. <laughs> Let us pray. Dear little baby Jesus. Lying there in your your little ghost manger, is looking at your baby Einstein developmental videos, learn about shapes and colors, and we just have so much to be thankful for. Uh, first off, my my sons no longer act like retarded gangbangers. Amen. Also, I got my balls back behind the wheel of a car, and uh, most importantly, we thank you for bringing back our nasty delinquent pot dealing daddy to us, for he was lost, but now he is found. Amen. 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 Son, that was lovely. What a lovely meal. It sure is. It certainly does look delicious. I gotta tell you, this is about a damn perfect even right now. It is, isn't it? Mmm. You know what we should do? Every week, we should come back to this apple piece and sit at this table and have a family meal. It's a great idea, Mama. And order the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And I would be delighted, Reese, if you would accompany me to ballroom dancing on Tuesday nights. Tuesday night. It's a lot of fun. I think you'd have a good time. How's everybody doing over here? Dolly, it's so oh, good. It's oh, really, so good. Okay. It's delicious. You know, I, I, I just, I hate to be a pain, darling, but uh, I asked for no onions on my bourbon steak. Oh, I am so sorry. I thought you asked okay. for okay. onions. Okay, maybe don't interrupt me. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, well, I think you did mean to, and I also think that you meant to put the damn onions on my steak. Okay, Bruce. Grandfather, can't we resolve this conflict without anger? I'm a veteran! Dad! I'm a diabetic! Ugh. Dad! Why are you doing this? Applebee's has rats! I found a whole rat in my cop salad! Dad, where are you going? Come on, frat boy, you wanna go? <laughs> What's going on, man? Things were going good, weren't they? Well, that's exactly why I had to blow it up. I don't know what organ or bone people have that makes them act right, but I was born without it. I'm no good. Hey, all those races I won, that was for you. You know that? I did just like you told me. So if you ain't first, you're last. You ain't first. What the hell are you talking about? Well, you told me that day at school for career day. You came in and you said, if you ain't first, you're last. Hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. First, you're last. You, you can be second, you can be third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. What are you talking about? I, I lived my whole life based on that. Well, now what the hell am I supposed to do? Well, that's a million dollar question, isn't it? I've come to you with empty. Good luck to you, son. Hey, Dad! Guess I just forgot again. Where are you going? Does it matter? I only got my love to send. Valentine's Day. So if you take my high, oh, you. Yep. So Dad just blew everything up. Reese just blew everything up. All the... All the progress he made getting Ricky to embrace the fear he fucked up <laughs> with this whole thing Reese just can't have everything good he's got to fuck it all up so um, I love the kids in that scene though can't, <laughs> I can't even remember but it's just so great um, so Ricky's distraught so he ends up over at the unfriendly possum it's a bar uh, that the drivers hang out at He's playing a NASCAR video game and uh, it's going badly. He's wrecking. He's getting mocked. By, yeah. <laughs> he's getting mocked by by Jean Girard. Uh, you can't drive for shit. Who are reason. you, Ricky Booby? Yeah, exactly. Um, but he runs into Susan and Susan doesn't look like Susan looked like before. <laughs> Susan looks hot now. Um, and Ricky comments that she looks fantastic. Uh, they start to small talk. And we learned that she's now working for NASCAR uh, on the PR side. Um, so Ricky informs that he's done with driving. And he's, <laughs> he's applied to be on the real world. And uh, he's considered to be a crack dealer, but a nice one. So I put, I put all my eggs in those two baskets. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so Susan's having none of that. She knows what Ricky's meant to do. So she's got this little... Uh, She's got this little nugget for him. So roll it again. Another clip. 
Do you want to know why I think that you should race again? Sure, why? Okay, it's because it's what you love, Ricky. It is who you were born to be. And here you sit, thinking, well, Ricky Bobby is not a thinker. Ricky Bobby is a driver. He is a doer. And that's what you need to do. You don't need to think. You need to drive. You need speed. You need to go out there and you need to rev your engine. You need to fire it up and you need to grab a hold of that line between speed and chaos and you need to wrestle it to the ground like a demon cobra. And then when that fear rises up in your belly, you use it. And you know that that fear is powerful because it has been there for billions of years and it is good and you use it and you ride it. You ride it like a skeleton horse through the gates of hell and then you win, Ricky, you win. And you don't win for anybody else you win for you you know why because the man takes what he wants he takes it all and you're a man aren't you aren't you Susan I've never heard you talk like that are we about to get it on because <laughs> I'm as hard as a diamond in an ice storm right now <laughs> this is awesome are you climbing on the table right now like animal sounds This is like that white snake video. <laughs> the girl <laughs> crawls on. Yeah, just like that. What's her name? Tony Kitty. Yeah, Tony. She's really good. She's, she's fantastic. Everyone turn away. Things are going to get crazy. We're going to make animal noises. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in power, Tony Katain. Passed away. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. Kind of sad. Uh, so, yeah. Ricky, once again, he conquers a fear and he's ready to race again. Uh, so, we are now at uh, Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, the titular speedway of this movie. Um, this is one of the scenes that I'll talk about, but is not necessary because this is an added scene from the uncut version. This doesn't happen at theatrical release. The crew rolls out the new car. Uh, we find out that Ricky has purchased this car with the last of his money. Um, it doesn't need a ton of work. So Lucius tells the crew to scrounge and borrow and beg anything they can get uh, as far as parts from anybody they can get them from. All right. Uh, Ricky heads to Gerard's house. And in my notes, I'm being honest, I have, I refuse to talk about this scene. I will talk about it because this is another scene that was added that was total bullshit that didn't need to be there. The scene was, well, half of the scene was in the movie. Half of the scene was in the movie. So in the movie, in the theatrical version of it, he shows up at Gerard's house. He comes upon a outdoor lunch scene that has um, Elvis Costello. And most death. Like I saw most death and I'm like, yes. Exactly. And in the theatrical version, uh, he asked Gerard to go. Uh, he wants to talk to him privately. And as they deaf? walk away, he says, was that Elvis Costello and most deaf? Yep. And Gerard's answer was no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but in this version of the movie, he's introduced to both. And they yeah. say some stupid lines that are not funny. He then talks to these two girls. I forget what their fucking names are, but that's just not funny. And 
you could tell that's why this scene was removed from the yeah. theatrical version because it wasn't fucking funny. Yeah, it's, it's way funner to be like, was that most F? <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> no. So no. it was just dumb. So anyway, that's why it's removed from the theatrical version. Yeah. Uh, he, at this point, asked to talk privately with Gerard. And guess what, folks? We got another clip. Holding hands with a man makes me terribly uncomfortable. It is a sign of friendship in many countries. Well, not in ours. There's nothing sexual about it. Please don't be worried the fact I have an erection. It has nothing to do with hey, you. Hey, come on. Look, here's the deal. I came here to tell you one thing. All right? Tomorrow, I'm coming for you. Do you know why I came to America, Ricky Bobby? Public schools, healthcare system, giant <laughs> water parks. I mean, the same reason anyone comes to America. <laughs> I came here for you to beat me. What the hell are you talking about? My husband Gregory and I wish only for that which every other couple wishes for. To tame Komodo dragons in Sri Lanka and teach them to perform Hamlet. <laughs> but before I can do that... That's dumb. It's not dumb. Just Why is it dumb? I don't know. But before I can do that, I must be beaten by a driver who's truly better than me. So you're going to lose to me on purpose? No. No? No! No! I will battle you with the entirety of my heart. And you would probably lose. But maybe, just maybe, you might challenge me. God needs the devil. The Beatles needed the Rolling Stones. Even Diane Sawyer needed Katie Couric. <laughs> Will you be my Katie Couric? Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Highlander? It's a movie. Any good? Very good. It won the Academy Award. Oh, for what? For best movie ever made. <laughs> Just want you to know, I came here today to tell you one thing. You come race time tomorrow, I'm coming for you, all right? May God be with you. Yeah. Because although today I am friendly, tomorrow will be war. All right. Oh my God! He goes wow, and his <laughs> lips just make this weird shape. Um, it's fucking great. And I love Sasha you know Baron Cohen. I know. Guess what? My next movie might be. Uh oh. What are you Highlander. doing? Highlander. Oh, I was just about to say a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. You got me excited. Nope. Highlander. I, I think I might follow so this up with Highlander. I just want to do the Americans on a helicopter scene from Dictator. <laughs> with him and Jason Mantzoukas. <laughs> Well, Highlander is not did not win the Academy Award for best movie ever. No, it is a what one of the best dumb fun rides. I, I decided it's what movie ever. what movie I'm doing next time. Yeah, if you What's guys, that? I want to surprise you. So go to the drive mm -hmm. and uh, take a look. It should be the last movie in the in the MOTCU movies folder because I think oh, I, I think they're in there by by date modified. And if it's not, hit to date modified and go to the very end or. They right. modified to the very top. Well, we're going to pause and we're going to do this right now because I got to look. I, I want you guys to yeah, see. Well, well, I already well, picked it. I already downloaded it and it's in there ready to go. Okay. While we're doing that, I'll say Highlander is a movie that if I think about my childhood and like it, it's the perfect representation of being born in 1985. Like that <laughs> movie was, was fucking amazing. 
And oh, I'm yeah, also. Uh oh. Uh oh. What do we have here? You see it? You see it? No. Hold Screamers. on. Screamers. Oh, I love you. Screamers. Yeah. I fucking love you. Since you guys you, are picking bro. Joe movies, I'm going to pick Eric movies. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Man. It's already you've inspired, in there. You've inspired me to change my next movie because originally, spoiler alert, I picked uh, Kill Bill Volume 1. But I'm so into this dumb, funny movie <laughs> that I'm feeling inspired to pick one of my favorite dumb, funny movies. And that's um, Almost Heroes. Oh, that's a great oh, one, too. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Oh, God. that It's so beautiful. fucking stupid. It's so right. dumb. This is so great. Yeah, I this wanted so to do a, a space sci-fi horror movie for you guys. Oh, Screamers is oh, it's such an under. And I wanted to surprise movie. you with it. I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna just gonna download it and put it in the folder, and then like have them both look at it randomly oh, at some it's point. So great. And it's dude, like Peter Christmas Weller movie. is one of my favorite fucking character actor actors ever. The oh. guy is a rock star. Yeah, that cast is really good too. It was gonna, it was either yes. gonna be this or um, uh, Starship Troopers. That's what I was gonna do next. One of those two. I mean, oh, I I, yeah. I I love Starship Troopers, but. Screamers is so underrated. People, our audience needs to know about that movie. Yeah, no, I, I like picking these movies that a lot of people haven't heard of. And this was always one no. of my favorite growing up, like as far as this genre, you know, of sci-fi horror. Oh, definitely. Horror. Are you kidding me? No, this that movie's great. I'm so excited. That's excellent. Yeah. I'm so proud of you for picking Screamers. Yeah. You're welcome. That's wanna, so great. I'm going to take you to Applebee's just yeah. for that. <laughs> just, just, no Chipotle. I can't handle my yeah. stomach right now. <laughs> exactly. So, so now it is race day. And now we join the scene where we understand about Ricky's car <laughs> in the theatrical version. Uh, he checks in with the crew. Um, and <laughs> this is so horrible. Um, in order to motivate Ricky, yeah, so- uh, they let him know that Glenn uh, was killed in a fire last night when they were grabbing the car. Yeah. And his only wish was for Bobby to win the race. And then you um, see him like look around the corner. <laughs> right? Ricky, Ricky's devastated by this. Ricky and Susan are devastated by this until he spots Glenn peeking around the corner of the garage. <laughs> that, that's him right over there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh, no, no it's that they were just trying to motivate Ricky. Glenn comes around and he starts talking about fucking Excalibur and Lancelot. Yeah. <laughs> All sorts of wacky shit. Typical Glenn shit. Um, they open up the hood. Uh, the engine's been rebuilt. They got a lot of parts from the other crews who chipped in. Um, the car's been repainted. There's now a large Cougar decal on the hood. And one word, M-E, me. Yep. And Susan informs him, it's me, Ricky. It's you, because this is all about you. And it gets Ricky all jacked up. So um, there's a, mont- a quick montage of the cars being prepped for the race and the drivers being introduced to the crowd. And, I, you know, I just I realized there's not a lot of trivia for this movie. I thought there would be, but there's really not a lot. I also so like that his uniform says me on it. Me. Just says M-E, yeah. you know. But the, one of the pieces of trivia I did find was that uh, so Ricky and Cal and Gerard were introduced during an actual race. It's the 2005 UAW Ford 500 at Talladega. So they used that opportunity with the crowds and everything. And they did a lot of the race scenes. And that's another thing I need to bring up. The fucking CG on this movie is top notch for a goddamn really comedy good. that's just there to make you laugh. They did a great job with the wrecks, with the races, and with everything. And I was very <clears throat> impressed with that. So I noticed that too. There was a moment, there was a shot where the camera went from overhead to yeah. through the windshield into the yep. car and out from behind. And I was like, God damn, that was probably exactly. like a million dollars. Yep. 
And if for, you look, you can see it's CG, but it's but not. It's like it's really well yeah. done. They put effort in this. But the cool thing about that crowd scene at the at the actual race is that they didn't even have to prompt the crowd. They announced that Gerard was from France, and the crowd just started fucking yeah. moving. <laughs> Typical NASCAR crowd. It was so great. They knew that was going to happen. So, um, we have got a uh, a little confrontation between Ricky and Cal right before the race. So we're going to play that now. Hey, Carly. Hey, Ricky. Carly. Hey, baby. Baby. Oh, uh, hey, Ricky. Hey, man. We missed you at the wedding. You missed me at the wedding? Oh, man, it was so classy. We had a Styx cover band yeah, right. and a nacho fountain. Check, it was a nacho fountain with six kinds of cheese on it. Liquid cheese? Like it, it cascaded down? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, amazing. Six different kinds. Swiss, Havarti. What was the other one? Gouda. Cheddar. Gouda. Gouda. That's the greatest thing I ever heard of. Feed buffet in front of it. This is awesome. Hey, baby, don't listen to him. And remember one mm-hmm. thing. He's the competition. You're not very focused baby, right I'm now. Baby, I'm focused. I need you to focus. Hey. What? I'm the magic man now. Yeah, I know. Okay? So get ready for some tricks up these sleeves, all right? <laughs> Watch your buns, pal. Baby, that is real good. Right? Talk, it's like we're practicing. So okay. I tell you, you major piece of trash. What? I'm oh, sorry. I took you for granted, Cal, and you're a really good friend of me, and I never gave you your due. It was my fault. i tell you the truth. I'm a little confused by your tactics. Tactics? Yeah. I'm going to keep acting tough until I figure it out, <laughs> all right? So we'll... See you on the track. Come on, baby. I love you. I love you, too. Come on. Abracadabra, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... That's two quotes that, again, are using the house. Whenever somebody says something to somebody else, I'm a little confused by her tactics. Yeah. <laughs> and then Abracadabra Holmes. I mean, those that shit gets used in the house all the fucking time. It's so great. So uh, the race starts. Ricky is once again at the back of the pack. Um, as they race, Cal is having an existential crisis because he's confused by Ricky's tactics. Yeah. Uh, he's talking to his pit crew chief. Um, you know, is it... I feel like I, like my head's in a pretzel. I, I got a pretzel in my head. You know, as he's racing, he just can't get his fucking head around what Ricky's talking about. We get some more racing shots again. Really cool stuff taken from actual races, but they get it in there really, really cool. Um, so <laughs> another Molly Shannon steam, scene stealing. Uh, Dennett is prepping for the arrival of some big corporate sponsors from Halliburton and Dynacorp. Uh, so Molly Shannon, this is Denny. He greets them with her usual fucking panache. Um, he, he looks the guy from Dynacorp. You have nice teeth. And she's yeah. fucking sorry. And she kisses him. And the kissing is so gross because it's so fucking intimate. And <laughs> the guy is like totally into it. He's this old dude. Yeah. He's totally fucking into it. It's so gross, but it's so funny. So again, once again, Ricky works his way through the pack. We see some really stupid crowd interviews, which again, isn't in the fucking theatrical release. Rightfully so, because they're the stupidest fucking things. Um, it's the dude, great character actor. You know, he was in the actual good. Um, uh, what's the fucking football movie? God damn it, Joe! What's the football movie you like that Adam Sandler version of? Oh, uh, oh longest, longest yard. yard. Longest yard. He's in the good longest yard. He plays Canauer in the longest in the good longest yard. Um, I forget the actor's name, but anyway, that scene fucking annoyed the shit out of me. 
Um, so Ricky's now in fourth place. He's right behind Cal. He continues to work on his feelings. Um, he gets Ricky passes him, and he's like, his crew, Cal's crew chief is telling him, Ricky's passing you. You mean in my mind, in my head? No, for real. Look, he's passing you. And fucking Ricky gets around him third. Um, Reese Bobby actually finally turns up to get his tickets. And he turns around tries and sells to scalp them. Yeah. <laughs> tickets, tickets. I got two. Who wants them? Uh, so we are in a home stretch, folks. So we're going to drive through this. All right. We're almost done. Yeah. I like um, to build my caramel macchiato. Yeah, it's exactly. Exactly. So Dennett orders Cal to take Ricky out of the race, but Cal refuses. And then he offers to slingshot Ricky into the lead. Uh, Cal isn't taken out by another driver from the Dennett team. Uh, this causes the entire fucking team to crash behind them. The entire field, I mean, to crash behind them. So right now, there's only Ricky and Gerard left, right? They're ready to go, as Glenn calls it, mano y mano. They They duel it out through the last lap. But when their car bumping gets too crazy, they both flip and flip and flip. And flip and flip. Oh, it's ridiculous! Wreck, How long yeah, it's flips. great. The wreck takes so long to finish that they cut to a commercial for Applebee's, <laughs> and they fucking come back and they're still flipping, right? So the cars finally come to a stop. Both drivers get out of the car, and they eyeball each other. And then Ricky and Gerard, they both just start running towards the finish line. They run up the track towards the finish line, right? Both of them dive at the last second with Ricky reaching the finish line with Gerard coming up a little short. So we got flip again. Roll it. So Ricky plants a big old kiss on Gerard, which makes him happy. Uh, you taste of America. Well, Fucking thank you. Uh, I got to say that 
besides the hits, that's my favorite Pat Benatar song ever. Um, I got really good. I got a big old crush on Pat Benatar. I actually went to college with a guy whose dad delivered Pat Benatar as a baby. Oh wow! He was Shit. the he was the fucking obstetrician for Pat Benatar's mom and delivered her as a baby. And Neil Gerardo is one of the most underrated guitarists in the history of fucking guitarists. That guy is a goddamn maestro with a guitar, and I fucking love him. Yes, sir. Anyway, Pat Benatar's Long Island Born and Bred. I fucking love her for it, and her music is amazing. Wonder if he's related anyway. to Greg Giraldo. There you go. <laughs> Rest and, in peace. And Neil Giraldo and Pat <clears throat> Benatar have been married for like 40 fucking years. And that's a goddamn worth a salute in and of itself, especially for famous people who married yeah. that long. They love each other, and I fucking love them for it. And I miss Greg and, Giraldo. Oh, dude. He was so funny. Know, I, I, I openly wept when he passed. Yeah. Like, that dude was he, he, one of the best. My favorite joke from him was, um, you know, they always say America is like the greatest country in the world. How do they know there's not like some island where it's like 99 people live there and and 98 of them are hot chicks who will blow you for a nickel and the other guy is a guy who hands you nickels. <laughs> exactly. Now him, Greg Geraldo, his stand-up was amazing and his fucking, his time on the roasts. Or, yeah, that and also the show with, uh, he did with um, Colin Quinn, uh, Ah, uh, what was that show remember. where they hot topic or like something? Um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but you're right. Colin, okay. it was like a it was like a comedian like battle show. Yes. Ah, yeah. oh, this is gonna drive me crazy now. I can't remember it, but uh, great shit. Oh fuck, I used to love that show. It was him and uh, the dude from um from uh the Drew Carey show was on it all the time too. Uh, tough crowd, tough things. crowd with Colin Quinn. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a great show. Nick DiPaolo and him and Greg yep. Giraldo. Jim Norton was on it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we find out because Ricky and Gerard were disqualified for exiting their cars, Cal finally wins a race. Right? So he won the Talladega 500. I love it. He's being interviewed. You try to take this thing away from me, and I'll sock you straight in the face. Yeah, so good. <laughs> Fucking great. So uh, Ricky and Cal men fences. And they come up with a new nickname. So they, he, they, you know, Cal wants to do bake, shake and bake again, but Ricky's like, no, nah, we're never going to do that again. So Ricky comes up with El Diablo. What is that? That's like a fighting chicken. You mean with the claws of talons? And yes, some fighting chicken. So this is another scene that I don't want to talk about, but I will because it's not in the theatrical release. Ricky uh, runs into Callie. Uh, she immediately announces she wants him back. Uh, she fucking flashes him again and almost has him, right? She calls them her pearls of delight. And it almost works until Susan walks up and she flashes everybody and it, Callie even has to nod. Carly even yep. has to nod that this is amazing, She's all like, right? Well, okay. Um, yeah, she said something to her too. It's yeah. Like so I, she just gives her, she gives her a do. Like, you know, uh, so, and then at, it's at this point that they all live happily ever after. We got our end clip, and then we got one more clip after that, and we're done. Yeah. You did good. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Mama. That was one heck of a day, I gotta Aww. say. That's some nice driving there, cowboy. Hey, Daddy. Well, hello, Reese. Well, if it isn't our old mangy transient <laughs> grandfather. Well said, grandson. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. Hey, Ricky, <laughs> let me ask you a question. 
Who'd you win that race for? Well, sure as hell didn't win it for you. <laughs> and I like hearing that. I guess if I really got to think about it, I just went out there and drove and knew that no matter what happened, my boys, my mama, and my lady would love me. Hi, I'm his lady, I'm Susan. I painted the car, I, we had sex. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I wish I could have been there for that. Son, <laughs> rowdy. Yeah. Yeah, I think these things are it's pretty much perfect right now. It's making me a little itchy. Well, what do you say we get thrown out of an Applebee's? Yeah! Huh? Yay! Does that sound like a good idea? You read my mind, son. You, you can cut it out. Everybody file in. Let's Here we go. One gets thrown out of an Applebee's. We're about to find out. We're about to find out. Okay. okay. The door is actually open. So normally that would be the end, and we uh, we go to our ratings. But there is an outtake scene that is mostly uh, commercials um, that we couldn't run the first time around, but uh, we got to run them. Uh, it's so worth it. So Joe, hit that, and then we'll do our ratings. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm Ricky Bobby, and I'm Cal Naughton Jr. We just want to take a moment to talk to you about snow blindness and cats. It's affecting more and more cats every year, and it scares the living shit out of us. <laughs> 98% of us will die at some point in our lives. The darkness is creeping towards you, whether you know it or not. So a little planning can go a long way. Listen, leaving your big old corpse behind for your loved ones to deal with ain't cool. <laughs> That's why you should call McCready Funeral Service. McCready's. They'll find the hole and build the box. Bodies that look so good, you're going to want to talk to it. <laughs> we like to have a lot of laughs on the racetrack. But today, we want to talk about something serious. Packs of stray dogs that control most of the major cities. That's packs of wild, vicious dogs that are controlling most of <laughs> Sorry. I like to picture Jesus like a mischievous badger, like a muscular trapeze artist, like a shapeshifter or a changeling, like that guy. Ever hear that TV show, Manimal? I, I like to think of Jesus as a figure skater. Who wears like a white outfit and he does interpretive ice dances of my life's journey like a dirty old bum and he comes up to me i'm about to sock him one because he's a dirty old bum and then i said wait a minute I better not sock this guy something special about him yeah and it turns out it's jesus yeah one two again again it's, no go it's, no, no, no. we got two knives in my leg i know but one is a <laughs> It's coming out. I'm choking on my own spit. It hurts so bad. I'm choking on my own spit. Good night, guys. I'm losing a lot of blood. Just relax. Good night. Ricky. Hmm? <laughs> Sometimes when it's late at night, I dress up like Donna Summers. You know, I put on the skirt and the four-inch heels, man. I love it. Last chance. Romance for love. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
would be honored if you would let me uh, sign your cast. And I'll be honored if you sign my balls. Wake me up before you go go. Leave me hanging on like a yo yo. Wake me up before you go go go. Take me dancing tonight. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking. You know, it's funny because back. So just to flashback to my youth. Whenever you'd go to a Burt Reynolds movie, right? Smoking the Bandit or fucking Gumball Rally, whatever it was. At the end of the movie, the credits were always the outtakes. And it was as funny as the movies were. It was the funniest part of the fucking movie. And I was so thrilled they did that with this movie because those outtakes are fucking priceless. I mean, they're great. Is it Gumball Rally or Cannibal Run that the guy rips Cannibal Run. It's Cannibal Run. I apologize. Thank you for correcting me. It could be either one of them. One of them... He grabs the rearview mirror and goes, it does not matter what's behind you and throws it out of the car. Yeah, I'm not sure which one, but yeah, see, um, Cannibal Run was Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise and Gumball Rally was Michael Fonda. Uh, I, I think Gumball yeah. Rally is what I'm thinking of then. Yes. That was a little more serious. It was funny, but it was a little more serious. Yeah. Cannibal Run was just fucking goofy. Like like I said, what more can you ask for? You got Dom DeLuise and, and, and Burt Reynolds, right? I got obsessed for a while with this YouTube channel called VinWiki, like V-I-N, like a car's VIN. Yeah. Um, they have a YouTube channel, and a lot of the guys on there do the actual cannibal runs and gumball rallies still to this oh, day. Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, They talk yeah, about yeah. their stories no, and them doing it. That's a real thing. It's, it's a real fucking cool. thing. Yeah. Yep. And, like, but the record I, is, like, 19 hours. It's insane. I know, that's crazy. I can't even get my head around that. Yeah. But anyway, the outtakes, just so great, and it's worth sticking around. I mean, it happens right after the, the end of the movie in the credits. The, the outtakes are fucking great. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan... Oh, dude, rest in peace, dude. Rest in power. I mean, Michael Clark Duncan, it's so sad he's gone too soon. But yeah, he walked that green mile way too early. Yep, he did. He did. And yeah, I mean, that's Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. I mean, I couldn't help myself but laugh at every clip I pulled because every clip's a fucking goal. Brilliant. This movie is amazing. Only so. one thing left for us to do, then, I suppose. Yes, sir. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? Yeah. I was entertained. I was too. Definitely entertained. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do our ratings now, and I'm going to go right to Joe. Joe, All I, right. want your, I want your take on this. Well, the fact that, uh, you know, Eric's wife automatically thought this was a Joe movie should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, there's very few Will Ferrell movies I don't like. Two that I can think of off the top of my head. The stupid soccer one and Elf. So this doesn't fall in that category. This falls in the other category where he's not trying to make a family movie and he's just doing something funny. Uh, 
And uh, because of that, and, you know, all the millions of quotes I say all the time for this movie, and Sasha Baron Cohen just being, you know, the best SBC he could be. And, of course, all the other players in this movie that just make this great. Um, I don't need to blow it anymore. We've been laughing and doing it. I'm going to go 4-7. Oh, beautiful. Holy fuck. It's an amazing movie. It's a great movie. I wake up in the morning and piss excellence. (laughs) All right, what do you got, Eric? That is a high score. Um, yeah. This movie's really fucking funny, man. I didn't realize how funny it was until I sat down and rewatched it because it had been a minute. Um, yeah, like as far as Will Ferrell movie goes, and I disagree with Joe on Elf. I think yes, that's, a, I do that's too. a solid flick. I do too. Um, he's shaking his head. He looks but I can understand. I can understand Joe's take on it. Oh yeah, I yeah, can yeah. totally relate yeah. to Joe's take on it, but for for me, it's an important Christmas movie. Yeah, I just but this is this it. is a movie yeah. that that so plays into Will Ferrell's strengths yes. as an improv guy, yes. you know, an SNL guy, and uh, John C. Riley is obviously like his cinematic soulmate. Oh yeah, um, his, te- his stepbrother. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's it's really it's really good. It's really solid. I'll watch it whenever it's on. Um, I can't go as high as Joe. 4.7 is high, high, high. I, I got to keep it. I'm going to ground it a little bit. I'm going to give it a 4.2 out of 5. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. Everything you guys said is 100% true for me. It's so damn quotable. It's so rewatchable. It's so relevant. And for a movie that came out in 2006, with the exception of one time where they used the R word, this movie is not even cringing. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no cringe from this movie as far as, like, what was acceptable in 2006 versus today. They even, um, like, treat the um, the gay thing with, like, reverence. Yes, exactly, exactly. They were ahead of their time with that, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I, I, I chose this movie for a fucking reason because, well, you heard me giggle on my yeah, it's great. Girl, I couldn't stop it. I might have been drunk. I'm not as drunk now. But I might have been tipsy at the time, but I do that when I'm sober with this movie. So... Again, I, I'm with Eric. I can't give it what Joe gave it, but it's a 4.5 for me. As far as comedies go, this is up there. Yeah, in, in, great in movie. Movies for me, like I, I can't go less than that. This fucking movie's genius. So that's what I got, man. Hell yeah, this was a fun go. one. It was yeah. a fun one. Talladega Nights. If you haven't seen it, it's on. I want to say it's on Netflix. It's on one of the big streaming. It's on something. Something. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember now. I just I just Google it streaming and it, I because I watched it a few weeks ago after I decided I wanted to do it. I watched it and it's on one of the streaming services, so it's easy to watch. It's definitely it's not like Dogma where it's hidden. And not <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's available, so I, I I can't recommend it enough. If you want to laugh your ass off, it's on uh, HBO Max. That's where oh, I watched it. That's exactly go. where I watched it. So uh, just turn your brain off, yep. laugh your ass off, man. You can't ask for more than that from a comedy. And if you don't have an HBO Max account, just hit up Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll make it yeah. happen for Shadow you. Band. Oh, yep. don't talk about it. Did you change no, the name don't. of the profile of that? No, I left it. I don't know. I, I got to revisit that whole imaginary feud. Um, <laughs> Is it imaginary? I don't know. We have some people to thank, though. Oh, crap. Where's my list? Fuck. That's okay. We'll start prepared. with I got our... my list. I got my okay, list. Okay, here we go. And just so you know, all right, that puts this movie at number seventeen on the list. Oh, that's shit. that's fucking cool. 
That's top cool. 20 for this shit. I think wow. it belongs there. It does belong there. No, no, no. I'm not ashamed of that yeah. at all. It just, I just want to drive that home to the audience that you need to get on it. If you haven't seen it, you need to get on it. And if you have seen it, it's time for you to watch it again. All right. I agree. So we do have some folks to thank. These are our Patreon members. Uh, they have subscribed to our Patreon channel, which you can find at uh, patreon.com backslash MOTCU. Uh, they give us money every month. Um, they're rock stars for it. You're all rock stars for listening. The fact that you listen to the show, it just, it warms our hearts. But if you really want to go that little bit of extra, a buck a month, man, a dollar a month, we'd love to be able to read your name on the show. And, and let you into the Patreon chat. Again, if you want to give us like five bucks a month, we'll have you on the show. Like seriously, you could be on the show, right? Pick your own movie, be on the show. Uh, I don't know what to pick your movie. They can pick a movie <laughs> I know that. We've had movies. some. Listen, we've had some successes. We've made this we've mistake before. Colossal failures. But I think at this point, we've done enough movies where if we let one of them do a movie, why not? It's one night. Yeah. Because Joe, we'll at see. this point, like, what? What's the worst that could happen? You know what I mean? Like, uh, search and destroy. It can't really get worse bad, than that. A lot of bad could happen. But, but we got I, that out of the way, right? So I'm kind of with Eric. I think yeah. for one night we could do it. But anyway, maybe. So we've got it. We've got these people we want to thank. We're going to start off with our founding member, Miss Hannah Christ. Yes, she's my daughter. Uh, we then want to thank Mr. Peter Bianco from the Tone Jerks, at the Second Button Podcast, and the Author Else Podcast, Mr. Brian Gower. Our co-host on the Just Surprise Me podcast, as well as a co-host on the Sharing Maps podcast, Will Lehu. From the Like My Pedals podcast, the Texas State Boggle Champs podcast, and the Texas Size 10-4 podcast, the aforementioned shadow band, Mr. Tony DeGraw. From uh, the great state of Tennessee, Mr. Michael McVeigh. We also want to thank Mr. Adam El Sayed, Mr. Michael Van Zant, and last but Definitely not least, Mr. U G Rection. Thank you, Mr. Rection. Wonder if he's related to Mike. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you to everybody. And also we'd like to take this time to thank show sponsor Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law. Mo, just call Mo.com. Mo. You're injured on the go, just call Mo. Mo, 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 Mo. Get into a bad race car accident. Mo, Somebody puts Mo. you into the wall. Just call Mo. Fuck that guy. Fuck that Frenchman. Um, also, check out JustCallMo.com for cheap stuff, free stuff, lots of kitschy merchandise available there for you. Um, and, and, and I mentioned, too, if you have any legal questions, just call Mo. And just a real quick thing. This is the 65th movie that we have reviewed. Oh, nice. Very nice. Are you sure? I think it's more than that. No, 65 movies. I mean, um, I, I got to get back on the list to, to on. sort out the I'll tell you which, uh, which movie this is. Master's classes, but this is a 65th movie. This is movie number 67. No, it's not true. Yeah, I mean, I have the entire list sitting in front of me. But... How could I miss a fucking movie, Joe? I don't know. Two, two with that. Two movies. This is, I yeah. didn't miss it. It's the 65th movie. I can tell you now. It's the 67th, according to my uh, file folder. Unless I've numbered the files in it. Unless I have numbered them wrong, which is always possible because I do that manually. Yeah. I'm looking through the I mean, it's not now. like I have to create a folder for each one to edit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I understand that, but then I've got to go through my list. I still don't believe you, but I will go through the hey, list. Yeah, let's pull up that. Podcast Addict and see what we're on here. I'm going to call it 66 just to be that guy. I, I uh, episode 66, Dogma. Nope, I think it's wrong. Yeah, you know why? Episode 66 is Dogma because episode one is our intro. Yeah, it's so still an episode. But that don't count. I'm talking about movies done. Movies uh, done. Episodes. Is, huh? Wow. I guess 60. Well, no, because what if you count? Oh, all? this is 66. This is 66. I'm very wrong. 65 was dogma. Or 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83 if you count the Marvel movies. Well, no, you mean the master's class? Yeah, they're Marvel. They're still movies if we're going no, that if you count direction. the master's classes, we're at like 102, 103, 104, something like that. Anyway, well, we're gonna, I'm going to have to go through all these episodes and see what the fuck I'm missing. So anyway, I, I prolonged this episode by three minutes for no fucking reason. Anyway. All right. Uh, I think we're done, folks. Yeah. Um, no, no one else to thank here. Um, maybe we should get some more people in here, like, you know, sponsoring us. Like Mr. What was it? Mike. Uh, Mike. Joe. Trying to get Doug to say it. What? <laughs> Doug's ghost, his shadow band Patreon, his Ghost Rider Patreon. I'm totally missing the point. Mike. 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 Dude, I'm sorry. I'm totally fucking. What? Mike Concho. Oh, Mike Honcho. <laughs> oh, sorry, dudes. I'm sorry. I totally dropped the ball on that. That's going to be our newest Patreon member, yep. Mike Honcho. And he'll be joined by Mike Oxmall. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. Yep. Uh, All right. So there's only one thing left to do. Yep. And if you ain't first or last, lights, camera, fuck off. This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident or dealing with personal injury? Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today. And make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo.com. Uh-huh.